Self-love for me is the key to happiness. Mm-hmm. It's it's understanding that worthiness is our birthright, right? And there's a staggering statistic out there that 67% of people don't think that anyone would mind if they died. Mm. If they died. Wow. So that's almost seven out of 10 people, which means that people are questioning whether they're necessary. They're questioning their purpose. They're questioning why they're here. They're questioning what's it all for. And then you partner that with the fact that two out of three people have low Mm self-esteem. That means they question if they're capable. They question if it's possible for them. They question if they're smart enough, if they're good enough, all of these different things. And so the issue, and that's why I'm always talking about, you know, people are talking about get to the bag, get to the bag, get to the bag. Okay. Yeah. Get to the bag, but get to you, get to God, yeah. you know, get to the things that matter the most. Hello. Welcome to another powerful episode of the New Rich Podcast, and we're really excited that you are here today. This is the number one and one of the fastest growing podcasts for entrepreneurs and creators to help you build a successful online business so you can live the life that you desire. I'm Uwe Abraham. I'm the host of this show, and I have my co-host with me today. Dr. Faith Abraham, welcome back, New Rich Nation. Awesome, awesome. So how have your week been? It's been phenomenal, busy, but phenomenal, of course. You know, volleyball season is coming to a close. Yeah. Hallelujah. I'm excited. I can't get to have my wife back, you know. <laughs> but we've been having a good time. Like, um, on the weekends, we travel, we have fun. You know, it's good stuff. How about you? It's been busy. Uh, the time of this recording, this is uh, the pretty much the last week before tax season. That's so right. make sure that all the business finances and taxes right. and everything is on point. And it's a very stressful time working on the team and accountants and everything. So uh, hopefully by next couple of days, you know, things should look a little better. So And you have the tax program. So you have to get the preparers that are under you ready. To go yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the businesses we run to work. Also run tax offices too, so we help people to also launch successful tax preparation businesses. So also helping our team and those working with me and under me to make sure everybody's straight. So kind of exactly. incredible. So he ain't miss me. He's <laughs> over here trying to make it like, oh, I'm just out the house and gone. Not true. He's busy. He of course, I was missy, you know. So <laughs> that's I good. So. We have a very powerful, powerful episode for you all. We've been we looking do. forward to this. We and have. when she let us know she this has scared you like we cancel everything because we, we want to talk to her. <laughs> you know, and if you go to where I want to talk to her, she's a fire boy. She's an amazing, amazing dope person, and also to entrepreneur, and also to an influencer and all around good person, you know. So we decided to have with us today Dr. Sarah Fontenot. <laughs> Good. What's up, guys? Good. How have you been? Freaking phenomenal. Blessed, happy, grateful here and alive. Come on. Oh. I'm good. I'm great. I like that. I can say that in the morning in the mirror. Yes. <laughs> I do it every day. Every It's the same response every single time. Wow. That is amazing. Amazing. So how have your week been? Was- um, my week has been amazing. I've been, uh, oh my goodness. I'm like, where am I? I so it is, it, Easter was this past weekend. Yeah. At the well, time of whenever you see this yeah. happening. And I actually flew to Detroit to watch my girl in a show. She was in a a musical. And so I flew there to watch her in a show. And then Easter day, I flew, well, the day before Easter, I flew to Omaha to spend Easter with my sister and her two kids and her husband. And we prepared.
prepared the dopest. We don't believe in Easter, but we do love tradition. Right. And so we do the Easter egg hunt, you know, like we do all the things for the kids. When I tell you, we put up the dopest Easter egg hunt you ever did see. Because there's a four-year-old and she has a 15-year-old. Her and her husband, they just started all over again. I was like, y'all are wild for that. But anyway, um, if you ever see this, Lauren Kitten, shout out to you guys. Um, But we did an Easter egg hunt and then I had to fly back early because I was shooting. I'm in these skits uh, with a really great comedian named Country Wayne. And so... Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think think I've seen him somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had to shoot with him on Monday. Uh, I just shot a podcast before coming here. I'm literally like all over the map. but to see it though. Yes, yes, yes. Wait, let me backtrack though. Mm -hmm. You went to Omaha, Nebraska. So there's black folks in Omaha. Girl, I just found out. (laughs) I did not know. (laughs) Where's that though? Is it on the east, west coast? Where's that? Middle Midwest, Midwest. West. Yes. Midwest, West. Where's West? What state is it close to? Chicago. Really? So it gets cold like Chicago. Oh, it gets cold. Oh. Yeah, I've been there during winter. Oh, I'm like, ugh, yeah, no. Cool. Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. Don't even say you want to go. Wow. <laughs> it's not the vacation spot. Really? I was actually sitting next to a woman on my flight up there, and um, she was like, Omaha is incredible, because that's where my sister's husband is originally from. Oh, okay. So they went back there. He's really big into sports. He's been, like, put into the Hall of Fame and all of these different mm-hmm. things. And okay, so okay. Um, they f- went back to Nebraska, and I was like, why? Like, what? It, what for what? But apparently, it's a really great state. It's very safe. They have some record-breaking stuff. You know, Omaha. Yeah, because you barely hear about anything happening over there. Like, there's nothing much happening in the news over there, like something bad or whatever. So, okay. Safe. Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska. Shout out to you. (laughs) Easter egg hunt. It was great. (laughs) That's good. That's good. So where are you originally from? Yeah. How did you become the powerhouse you are today? Oh, I received that so much. Thank you. So I'm from Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. Yes, okay. I said it right. Cold. Yes, very cold. I'm from the Midwest, actually. And it's funny because when I think back, I didn't even know what entrepreneurship was. Okay. I thought that the only ways to be successful was doctor, lawyer, engineer, or um, entertainment. Well, that sounds like the Nigerian way. Oh, girl. I was like, I, I knew I couldn't be a doctor because blood makes me queasy. I'm like, oh, well, that's out. I see. Um, I didn't want to be an engineer because my mom was an engineer at the time. Okay. Um, and then I was like, well, lawyer. 
I, I got some high key debating skills. Let oh, me tell you. Oh Lord. But then I counted the costs, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, and I was like, no, I don't, I'm not interested in learning a bunch of things that I'm not interested in, you mm -hmm. know? So I was like, no. And I was like, entertainment. I love the acting and dance. And so I moved to LA by myself when I was 20 years old to pursue mm. acting. I am a cliche, um, but I'm really grateful because, you know, I, I, a lot of my story is I used to be that girl over 10 years ago that was calling my mom saying, hey, can you please help me pay my rent? I was that girl scrounging up change to put $3 on pump five. And not because I was in a rush, but because I was genuinely all of the money that I had. And so LA get, taught me a lot, a lot about character, taught me a lot about resilience. And then I started to hit my stride. Um, but, you know, I, I always think it's funny when people are like, I, I, I can't be successful because I'm not from here or I, I can't do this. You're better than me at that or you. OK, great. All stories are valid. But the one that you pour the most energy into is mm. the one that wins. Come on and so you get to decide who are you going to be. And I always knew that my circumstance and my situation, it's not who I am. It's just where I'm currently at. And at any given moment, things could change. So, um, yeah, I'm a small town girl. Moved to a big city. Now I'm in another big city. And right. uh, you love it. You were called to big cities. I receive that. <laughs> I receive it. You were called to big cities. You know, it's funny. Everyone's like, you You feel like you're from California. I'm like, is that good or bad? I don't. Well, the big city. I don't, well, you know, I don't know what they say, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just the bigness, the yeah. outgoing, the personality, I the ability that. to draw people in. Okay. So that's what how I would describe it. Okay. Yeah. So that's just, but that's just me. Yeah. yeah. But I love what you said though, mm -hmm. um, which is that the story that you tell yourself, because being a, you know, an actress in LA, mm -hmm. everyone's an actress, mm -hmm. quote unquote. So, but that wasn't what you were feeding on. That wasn't what your focus was, mm -hmm. your story to yourself. What do you think it was at that time? Because now you're so far from that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, well, not true. You came back to acting a little bit. A little bit, but there I am far from that. There I am. I am kind of far. Well, you're far from the struggle. Yes. Right? Yes. But what were you telling yourself in that time, in that season of your life? Because we all go through those dry seasons. Yes. What do you feel like was the thing that you were saying to yourself over and over again to stay focused and get to this place that you are now? Yes. I love that question. And what I love about it was I actually had to ask myself that question because people would see me show up and they're like, wow how are you so strong? How are you so resilient? And I'm like, y'all don't see, I'm crying myself to sleep at night. Hello. You know, I have a, I have a three day late to either pay or quit notice on my door. Every door, every day at that time, wow. I got sued for $3,500 worth of late fees because out of the four years I lived in that apartment, I paid my rent twice on time. Right. So I, I say that to say for the per brand new person, if you're just starting, like it doesn't matter where you start. Mm. And I think so many people disqualify qualify themselves, devalue themselves because they think that they're starting as lesser than mm -hmm. forgetting that we were all born worthy. And so when people were asking me the question saying, you know, Sarah, how are you so strong? I was like, well, how do I get through it? Wow. Because really and truly, I'm not that strong. Mm -hmm. I cry just like everybody else cries. Right. I, I have my moments of doubt and fear and being like, God, like surely you given this all to the wrong person. Like that's for Sally down the street because mm -hmm. she's tripping and she's trifling and I'm not, you know, I'm trying to live in my purpose on purpose. This mm -hmm. cannot be for this household. And so, um, I realized at the time was I had these life mantras and I pour everything, even now, mm. everything goes through these life mantras. And at the time it was, this is all a part of my story. Mm. No matter what happens, this is all a part of my story. And so when I started falling into entrepreneurship, 
um, I had a car that used to squeak on every block. It was like, (laughs) you heard me coming from down the street. Okay. It was terrible. And um, you got to be careful what you curse in your life because as easy as it's given, it could be taken away. I used to curse that car. The gas gauge pointed downward. I had to count kilometers because it was a Canadian car. You know, all of these things, the, the, the air conditioning didn't work. And I was living in LA. If you roll the windows down, ladies, you already know it's a problem, right? All of the things. And so um, I'm, I, it's funny because that car that I used to curse, it crashed itself on the freeway. Wow. Don't ask me any questions. Yes, I was driving, okay. but we don't need to talk about it. So that's just how it happened. And my mentor at the time was in Torrance, California, and I was living in Hollywood, California. So it's a 45 minute drive with no traffic each way. There's never no traffic. And I was broke trying to put gas in my car, right? Wow. When my car crashed itself, I got the opportunity to either say, maybe this is God saying this just isn't for me. Maybe this is the sign that I've been waiting for that I'm just supposed to go the normal way, the 40, 40, 40 plan, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm just supposed to say, you know what? This just isn't for me. Or maybe this is God saying, how bad do you really want Want it? it. So that was another one of my mantras. How bad do I really want it? I started taking two buses and a train, two and a half hours, one way, three hours ride back to get to my mentor six days a week Mm -hmm. because success does not come to me. I have to go to it. Mm -hmm. And so I realized like there were times I was literally sneaking on the bus because I didn't have a dollar 25. I didn't have the 250 that it cost to get on the train. I didn't, I didn't have it, but I was like, you know what, if I get a ticket, I'm gonna find a way to talk my way out of it. Because again, how bad do you really want it? And you got to be careful who you surround yourself with. Because when I was struggling at that time, other people will see the struggle that you have and they'll try to keep you there. Come on, Mm -hmm. You know, like one of my girlfriends, she used to say to me all the time, like, Oh, Sarah, it's not supposed to be this hard. Oh, Sarah, you shouldn't be struggling like this. We've got to get around the people that pull the champion out of us, not the people that pacify us because the truth is it's all hard being broke is hard being wealthy is hard being rich is hard choose your hard Mm -hmm. i don't want to have to choose between the place that i live the communities that i'm surrounded by the Mm -hmm. friends that i'm able to have access to the car that i drive the food that i eat i don't want to be thinking like in the past when i had to order a a dollar chicken sandwich from jack in the box i don't want to be thinking about that versus can i get a salad you don't know about that in georgia there's no jack in the box in georgia though oh wow yeah Yeah. in texas Texas, there is yeah, isn't California? No, oh, for sure. Okay, but it's not in Georgia. It's not in Georgia. Yeah. I, I haven't seen. Yeah. That. But they just it. brought water burger. Do you guys have water burger yeah, in California? We do. Yeah, I have water burger. Yeah. But they yeah. just broke one. Oh out. no, we have fat burger. We don't have water oh, burger. Okay. Water burger. Okay. Water burger. Yeah, just, there's that in my hometown. Yeah, they just launched a water burger in Georgia. Yes, in it's Columbia. in. Is it thirteen? It's a brand new one. They're building it right now. But Jack in the Box, if you're watching, <laughs> you guys should come to Georgia too. All right, so go ahead. Yes, we get the sourdough people, burger. People, we leveled up from the dollar burger. Yes, we get the sourdough burger. Yes. People in Georgia may not know what you're talking about. So Jack in the Box is a... Burger yeah, yeah, just like McDonald's yes. and Burger King. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's like a step below McDonald's. Um, <laughs> okay. you, I, you know, and, and it's okay. Like, literally, it those is. chicken it sandwiches, is. they might have tasted they, like sawdust yeah. to me. You know, like, it, it, this is, I don't know if it was real chicken or not. Who knows? You know, yeah. it's not the point. The point is, I could eat uh, um, off the dollar menu, yeah. you know, right. and I didn't have the option to buy the $5 salad wow. because I couldn't afford it. And so it really goes back to, you know what, I need the people that are going to say, this is hard, but what's the exit strategy? Mm-hmm. This is a challenge, but what are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are struggling, but how do we get out of there? And so I'm grateful that, you know, I had that for myself. Mm-hmm. Like even with my mom, who's like my superhero. My mom is literally my mom. Yeah, we made that. So yes, yes, she's amazing. Dad, I love you too so much. But like my, my, my mom used to say, baby, 
get a job. Mm. And I was like, no, mom, I'm doing this. I'm building this dream. Mm -hmm. It is going to happen. But can you give me $20 so I can put gas in my car? You know what I mean? Like, and she was like, oh God, even when I started making a little bit of money, I'd send my parents $50. Like, oh, go, go for dinner, guys. Dinner on me tonight. And my mom was like, oh, baby, uh, that's so sweet. <laughs> get a part-time job. <laughs> she <laughs> you would know? take the 50 and be like, get a job. Right. Literally. <laughs> yes. So um, now they love what I do, you know? Yes. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really grateful that, you know, my internal compass is mm -hmm. pointed in the same direction that God would have me order my steps because Absolutely. that's the voice that I listen to the most. At least I do my best. I'm also yeah. here and fall short, yeah. but you know. That's amazing. So, you know, a lot of people when they get into the struggle bus, yeah. they tend to just be there the whole life. They yeah. talk there. Yeah. So, I think what you're saying, Dr. Sarah, is that it's not where you start that matters. It's no. where you end, right? Yeah, yeah. right? And where you start is not always you know, what should define you. So for you, how did you switch? How did you go from being that struggle boss to becoming a successful entrepreneur today? What happened to you? What, mm. what changed? What was the shift that happened within you or around you that set you up to where you are today? Mm, that's such a great question. I believe it was the relationship that I had with myself. Okay. You know, I, I, I full blown understood that who I was is not who I am. And who I am is only the potential of who I get to be. Mm -hmm. And so inside of that, inside of these mantras, like another one of my mantras is I was built for this. Yeah. Whatever this is, whatever may come my way, like the only thing that can actually stop me, it's not myself, because at any moment you could change your mind. It's not mm -hmm. the truth, right? right? The truth is right. death. Mm -hmm. But it's the only thing that can stop this human experience that's happening. That's it. At any given moment, anything else can change. And so what really caused me, I, I, you know, I've done a, a lot of, of studying and learning and mm -hmm. seminars and masterminds and inner circles and all of these things. And I feel like what was missing a lot of the time is the how, mm. right? You go to these seminars and you hear people, they'll say, you got to believe in yourself, Yeah, you know? And it's like, what does that mean? Mm. Like, what is the actual action? And even inside of entrepreneurship, what does that mean? Right. Because most people come into this, this, this business or they come into life period and they just wing it. Right. Yeah. We're all just yes. winging it to the best of our ability. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like if you go to a restaurant and you're a server, you know what your job is. Yeah. You know that you take orders. You know, you speak to people. You top off the salt and pepper shakers. You do the roll ups of cutlery. You know exactly what you deliver the food. You know mm -hmm. what your job is. And then we come into entrepreneurship and we're like. You know, figure it out. I have to do a team this way. How do I do an email? Sequence? There's all of these things that we don't know what to do. And I feel like in life, it's the same thing when someone yeah. says, believe in yourself. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Well, for me, belief is an action word mm -hmm. and it comes down into five really simple steps. Okay. We want to yet. <laughs> this is what I did. Come on, uh, nation, get your pen and paper. Now. Let's go. Number one is a repetitious thought creates number two, your awareness creates number three, your evaluation creates number four, your action creates number five, your progress, which gives you a higher and newer level of belief. So what does that mean? It means when you think about something mm. again and again and again and again and again, what you're doing is you're neurologically creating a new pathway inside That's of it. your brain, mm -hmm. right? It's like a cornfield. I always say, mm. if you ran down a cornfield one time, would anyone know that you ran through a cornfield? Mm -hmm. No, they absolutely would not. Mm -hmm. But if you drove down a pathfield 
uh, cornfield. Would someone know that you drove through the cornfield? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. But over time, the corn would start to go back and no one would really know that you drove through the cornfield. Mm -hmm. But if you drove that same path again and again and again and again and again, not only would someone be like, okay, somebody's been in my cornfield, mm -hmm. but corn actually wouldn't grow there any longer. And so our thoughts work the same way. When you think about that thought again and again and again and again, not only are you driving and creating a neurological pathway for yourself, mm -hmm. oh, someone's been in this cornfield, but you're also now, it's harder for fears and doubts to grow there any longer, right. right? So when you have that thought, you're now creating awareness. Okay, I always like, I'm a, I see in pictures, right? I teach in pictures. So if I think about a radar, remember back in the day in subways or submarines when they're like, Doop, and you could like That's see right. what's around you, right? Yep. Proximity, which is a whole other thing. Do you have power over your proximity or does your proximity have power over you? Hello. Right? So if you have that radar and you see, you know, you've only ever seen a map, let's say the United States, mm -hmm. right? We're here in Atlanta, Georgia. And now you get around entrepreneurs, you get around the millionaires, you get around the billionaires, mm -hmm. you get around the people that are moving and shaking. And it sounds like Japan. Like, like I've only ever, my whole life, if we've only ever gone to school and saw a map of the United States, that's all we've ever learned, mm -hmm. a map of the United States. And then you get around these people and they're like, Japan, it's like, whoa, you've expanded that radar. Right. You've mm -hmm. expanded your awareness of what's possible. Mm -hmm. Now, two things come with that. Your family too has only ever seen a map of the United States. That's right. So they're going <laughs> to tell you. That's their reference. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's they're going to tell you know. that's not real. Right. You can't do that. Why are you wasting your time? Why would you spend that money? Because the people that love you the most, sometimes they support you the least. Wow. Yeah. Come and on it, now. it's not because they don't believe in you. No. It's because they're trying to keep you safe in who you are That's instead right. of seeing you for who you could be. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And whatever role they you play in their lives. Yep. Like, how dare you uproot yourself? Right. How dare you leave? Like, yes. Stick to your role. Yes. I'm sticking to mine. You yes. stick to yours. And it's that cohesiveness. Yes. But it goes against what it is you're trying to do for yourself. Yes. So that radar as it's expanded you can't expect the family to be on board if no. they were never exposed to as the analogy yes japan yes because all they know is u.s period so now inside of that, that's why you've got to get a result. Nobody can tell me entrepreneurship doesn't work. Mm. Right. Nobody. Even I've if, seen it. Right. I experienced I've it. done it. Even if you make $50, if you make $50, mm. what? I made $50 like this? <laughs> that, whoa, 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 whoa. If I can do it once, I can do it twice. Right. If I can do it twice, I can do it three times. Yeah. You know, if I can do it three times, I can do 10. Now yeah. I can raise my prices. Oh my gosh. You know, and you, you start, nobody can tell me what doesn't work because right. I've done it. That's right. It. And so that's the evaluation aspect of things. So if I'm here in, in Atlanta, Georgia, and I need to get to Japan, mm -hmm. I know there's a body of water. I know there's land mass that needs to be covered. And maybe you're the person where you try driving to the airport and your car breaks down mm -hmm. and, and you blow out whatever, and, or your tire goes flat and then you miss your flight. And now you got to figure, maybe you're that person because the struggle happens differently for every person. It's true. Or maybe you're the person that knows someone that has a private jet and you get to just coast off over to Japan. You know, you never really know what your journey is, but are you willing to start it? Mm -hmm. So that's the evaluation. And I always say, you know, if you're a new entrepreneur, when I first started, I wanted to make six figures. Actually, I'm not, I wasn't even that big yet. When I first started, I wanted to pay my rent on time. <laughs> that was right. the goal. Hello. That was it. <laughs> not to be on the street. What? Right? That's it. People be like, I want to retire my mom. Uh -oh. You can't pay your that's rent. Nice. 
You, Stop somewhere, right? You, 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 you like, li- I'd, look, I would love to retire my mom one day. My mom won't retire. I'd, but in the, at the time, you know, yeah. when I first started, I would have loved to have done that. Yeah. But how do you fill up somebody else's bucket when yours is empty? Wow. Um, you got to get full first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so inside of that, I always say six figures. It's $100,000 a year mm-hmm. is $8,333 a month, which is $277 a day. Mm-hmm. How many, how many people you got to know your ratio, right? Mm-hmm. After every 10 people you talk to or a hundred people on social media mm-hmm. or whatever your ads that are running, how, what's your closing ratio, right? Uh-huh. Jim Rohn says where we lack in skill, we make up in numbers. Mm-hmm. So usually it's, if you're talking to someone face to face, it's one out of 10, mm-hmm. by the way, for social media, it's one out of a hundred and a lot a lot of the times people think they're doing something because they talk to a hundred people in the whole month and wonder why they only get one client. That's Scams it. are real. People don't trust. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. So when you reverse it, how do you get to a space? How many people do you have to be exposed to mm-hmm. to consistently make that $277 a day? Facts. And then it's like, oh, if I did it once, I could do it twice. Exactly. I did it twice. I could do it three times. I did it three times. I could do it 10. <gasps> I can raise my prices. Right. And we keep, we keep doing this thing. And so that's the evaluation for you to get into action. Wow. Action is the key oh. and reverse engineer into baby steps. You know, like I always say, sometimes people say like, you know, I am a six figure earner and that's great. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. Okay, great. But if you don't believe it for real, for real in your core, yes, you will never attract it. No, mm-hmm. never. You attract what you feel strongest about. Mm-hmm. And most people feel strongest about stress, mm-hmm. about their family, mm-hmm. about how tired they are, mm-hmm. about how much they hate their job and wonder why they perpetuate that same story again and again and again. Right. And so inside of action, what are the baby steps? Instead of saying, I am big goal, pushing it away. I focus when I was struggling on, I am becoming the kind of person who. Mm-hmm. I am becoming the kind of person who That's can it. expose my product or service to X amount of people every single day because I know my ratios. I am becoming the kind of person who will be consistent mm-hmm. and not turned down by rejection. I am becoming the kind of person who is going to do the work even when I don't feel like it mm-hmm. today. Forget next week. I'm going to focus on today. Can I be my best mm-hmm. today? I am becoming the kind of person who is not going to make assumptions or take stuff personal. I'm just mm-hmm. going to keep going. Mm-hmm. I am becoming the kind of person who wow. will keep promises to themselves. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you start to become that person. You're in action with the things that are in alignment with the big goal and you get progress. I got one person. I could get two. I got two people. I could get three. I got three people. I could get eight. I got eight. I could get 10. Oh, I can raise my prices. Right. And what starts to happen is when you become that person, you have a newer and higher level of belief. Nobody can tell me entrepreneurship doesn't work. Wow. Okay. So you you just, you just like... You just like on fire today. (laughs) Like like we should have charged like twenty nine ninety nine or something for this masterclass. Okay, subscriptions coming. (laughs) Patreon coming soon. (laughs) You know, but also want our audience, we call them the nearest nation, to also connect with you. So, what do you do? What's your superpower? Because you do a lot, right? Where someone want to connect with you and vibe with you and maybe you know pay you for something, you know, what's your, what's the thing you do? What's your superpower? So can you share mm-hmm. some of the things you do? So people can also kind of know that. Yeah. So I want to also send you some clients, you know, so. okay. <laughs> I'm not actually taking any clients right okay. now. However, I will say that I'm doing an event next month and I'm okay. really excited inside of my superpower, which is helping people get out of their own way mentally and emotionally, because I feel like a lot of people have gone to the seminars. They've gotten in the masterminds. They're inside of the inner circle. They've Googled their lives away. They've read the books. They've, they've gone to YouTube university and still they don't start. Right. 
why don't they start Mm -hmm. because of the identity that we have with ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I will be doing that. I'm kind of like a, like I've been semi-retired the last four years. So Mm -hmm. I really just get to do what I want to do. And right now that looks like I'm working on a patent. I do these skits with Country Wayne. I have my own uh, a podcast as well called It's Non-Negotiable. Please check us out. Um, And I'm an international speaker as well. So, um, you know, I've I've been all over the world speaking. My favorite place was in Iceland. I had literally Googled, are there black people there? Like, (laughs) no, because... I didn't even know where it was. <laughs> it's good. No, you know what? Iceland is actually Greenland and Greenland is actually Iceland. So yes. it's colder in Greenland. Yes. There's I more ice in London. Greenland. Yes. Than there is. Okay. And it's more green in it's Iceland. More, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And they have an app on their phone when they meet someone that they might want to date. There's an app so that they find out whether they're related or not. I was like, wow. Necessary. Yes. Because it's, it's small. It's an island. Yeah. And they have the Blue Lagoon. Beautiful. Okay. That was a, that was really? Nice. Yeah. It was nice. Okay. I'll, like I'll go. It'll be in the summer, though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I went in the summer and it was cold. Oh, okay. I think mm. it's opposite. Kind of like Australia. Like, oh. their winter is our summer. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like, yeah, I was there in like a July, I want to say. Yeah, because I was I did Sweden and Iceland at the same time. Sweden was yes. warm. Iceland was cold. It was cold. Mm. I feel like, I don't know. It's all a blur. I'm not great with time. It's not really my forte. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's so. So, that's what about this event you're having? So, tell us a little bit more about this event uh-huh. and where's it taking place? It's uh, here in Atlanta. Okay, I haven't even chosen the date yet. Okay, I have a wild card of a person that is a good friend of mine that kind of supports a lot of the stuff that I have going on. Um, in the sense where he will show up okay. and do some speaking, which is kind of cool. Um, but it is an intensive in person workshop. Wow, I am not upselling anything from this event. Mm-hmm. I am not, um, you know, there is no inner circle after this event. Mm -hmm. There is no mastermind quarterly thing that you have to commit to. This is, you are coming here to get this work. You are coming here to shed layers. Mm -hmm. You are coming here to go in so that you can live a life where you are out, you know? And I feel like there's not enough people, like the money is great. Don't get me wrong. We all love it. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. However, the truth of the matter is if you don't feel good on the inside, none of it matters. Nope. And we're all duped from our childhood because people are always asking us, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be? Okay, well, what is great? But what is connected to achievement, whereas who Mm -hmm. is connected to fulfillment? So I want to feel fulfilled and make the money because we can have both and we don't have to choose. And I would never tell anybody to. That's, you know, and he's looking at me because that I'm literally just holding my peace because <laughs> that is my jam yes i'm a firm believer like i don't like the hustle i did the hustle Me too, right I, we know what that looks like yes. we also know what it feels like yes and we lose so much of ourselves and it's like okay i have all this money now yeah but you also have heart condition yeah you also have blood pressure feel burnt you, out burnt out your kids don't even know who you are yep. you can't even like just be in sync and them with your spouse if you even have one right emotionally you are not there right everything has been expended yes in one place yes. and people are not one-dimensional we have these different facets to ourselves mm-hmm. i always say it's the financial the emotional the mental the physical the spiritual Ooh. if you don't have that in place yes honey just call it quits period your life is done period so he knows i'm over here like, <laughs> he's like she about to this is our language <laughs> <laughs> well so i love that now i'm mad at you though because you said there's not going to be an upsell there's no. not going to be a continuum no because i would think once people get a taste uh-huh. of that and they experience just that level of freedom, yes, they're going to want more. I might do one a quarter. 
Mm. Okay. I might. That's good. Okay. I haven't decided. And I'm only taking 20 people. Right, right, right. So I'm, this is an intensive. Like, this is intensive. In your because when things are, when, and this is the thing too, I only teach from what I know and what I've mm-hmm. done. I think there's a lot of people out here that are teaching from theory. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. well, theoretically, mm-hmm. I've seen that this work or they're regurgitating information. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. How do you get out of your own way? I know. Mm-hmm. Why do I teach self love? Because I know self hate. Come on, Dr. Sarah, self You know, I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> why, why do we, why, why, like, so many people. People are stuck. Yes. You know, and we've got to get unstuck here first because we're always going to come back to the identity that we have with self. Yeah. You know, and that is why people say, you know, go ahead, I'm go sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go <laughs> you ahead. know, people say, oh, you can uh, take the ghetto out of the, you can take the person out of the ghetto, but, but you, you can't, can't take, take the, the person out. But you can't take the ghetto ghetto out out of the the person, person. yeah? But really all it is is that that person, though they've changed their environment, their inner selves, their identity has never changed. Changed. Period. Okay, so, Raya, we're kind of at the halfway mark. So, you know, since we're in the subject of self-love. Yeah, yeah, self love. We are you know. there. So it's like, going, y'all. Yeah, because really, I told y'all, hour comes gr- fast. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, since we're talking about self love, mm-hmm. you know, let's let's talk about love and relationship. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you know, so this is the New Rich Podcast, and it's a safe place to talk mm-hmm. and speak freely. Mm-hmm. You know, and all we do is just ask the questions. You know, mm-hmm. and so there's been uh some things going on on social media the last few weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Of course, you've been in a relationship that was public. Mm-hmm. So right. since a public relationship, of course, to the sad part about a relationship being public is that when it fails or when it breaks down, is the, the breakup becomes public as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I know you kind of share a little bit on your podcast non-negotiable mm-hmm. right but it kind of felt like you're your host there your sister's there it kind of felt like you kind of held back a little bit or something ah! right? that's how <laughs> I felt you know so I know people are still Ooh. asking they have, they have questions you know so what what happened because that relationship you both look like the fairy tale like yes. coming to America a king very and, glamorous you know, just glamorous the private we've seen the private jets we uh-huh. saw the Rolls Royces or the power couple thing uh-huh. yes. and then just like it all just got taken away from us because we're living in that fairy tale. Everybody, mm-hmm. body is like, oh, that's a cute. Yeah. Right. So, what happened? <sighs> you can talk freely. <laughs> Not her doing a woosah. Oh, <laughs> because I, I do, I do want to um, protect. The person, even though that person did not protect me at all, um, I do want to try my best to preserve um, the fact that they're not a bad person. Okay. You know, no one is a bad person. We're two people that were absolutely not in alignment. And what I mean by that is, you know, that person had a lot of the things, but didn't have the thing. What does that mean? Break it down. For it us. means he had a lot of the external things but not the internal things it's not things like external like the, we we go on private jets private, and okay. we get the rolls races and all of those things and the money stuff the money stuff is so easy money is so easy character is hard and it's funny because you know even when i think back to that relationship and how it started he was trying to talk to me for months and i was like no like i don't like you like and i was very clear and everybody it's, it was actually a part of our story like i would joke and say i did not like him at all and sometimes for those of you that are watching at home like trust your intuition 
you know, and not that he's a bad person, not that I didn't like him as a human. I would never date a person like him. You know what I mean? Like we're so, um, we're so different, different. Okay. Yeah. Not, no one is better. We're just so different. We're not equally yoked like at all. Mm -hmm. And, um, I say that to say that I think that what I'm after is a Mount Everest kind of relationship, which means we go high, we build it. We're willing to scale to the top. We're willing to risk it all. We've got each other's back. It's literally like one of those, like, oh, when you get to the top, like we made it, we did it. Then other people want a walk in the park relationship. Mm. Now, neither is wrong, but if the person that's expecting to walk in the park joins someone that's climbing Mount Everest, right. or if the person that wants to climb Mount Everest goes with the person that wants to walk in the park, it will never work out. It can never work out. And so with that person, it's funny because, you know, one of the things that I've, I've learned from him is, is I've, he, oh, there's so many things that I've learned from him. I'm grateful. I've gotten so many beautiful lessons from this person. And, um, I would just say that I really and truly hope that he does the inner work because he's got a lot of stuff and that's okay because we all do, you know, mm -hmm. we're all human and, um, yeah, I wish him well. I hope he's happy. Okay, yeah, you you kind of throwing some bombs, but holding it back, but not trying to blow up the hope. Okay, like, I mean, what what I mean, I th I still feel like some things you want you want to get off your chest, you know. What what I mean, was there anything that specifically kind of? Cause you guys look really good together. We did not picture. look good together. Yeah, you, no, we did not, and everyone was like. <laughs> Yeah, y'all too. Everyone. It depends on where they are coming from. And right. Maybe I can hold on one second. No, they, go ahead. It depends on where they are coming from, right? For example, this person is also my friend. Yeah, you know, uh, he's a great guy. Great I have great, guy. Great love and respect for him. You know, uh -huh. and to him, to me, it's of course. You know, we all have weaknesses, right? Including me. But mm -hmm. I don't know what some of those is might be behind the scenes, so to speak. You know, right. but. Him being a successful guy, pretty much coming from nothing. You a successful black woman coming from nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a power guy. You're a power girl. So it just looked like, wow, two power couple coming together. Mm. So that's where I was coming from, right? And also, too, we kind of got to know you, too. It's like, from our perspective, these are two people we love. Mm. So when you love people, you want them to do it. So all these people that are having a different perspective, depending on where they were okay, coming right. from. Mm. But from, we just love Loving the both of you, and we just want to see people we love do well. So mm. it seemed like it's just this feel of, oh my God, it's so powerful, it's so beautiful, it's just so good to see. So, but you see how we said it? Like, <laughs> what? We were looking for a fairy tale wedding and all this stuff. I so. thought I, I thought that was my husband. Okay. And even when people. So tell were us like, about it. Everyone, every, everyone was like, First of all, everyone was like, y'all too? At first, everyone. And I, mm -hmm. and one thing about me, when I choose, I choose. There's mm -hmm. no wavering. There's no anybody else can get in my ear. There's no, when I've made up my, same thing with business. When mm -hmm. I've made up my mind, it's this or death mm -hmm. until I switch, right? Mm -hmm. right, right. Or if it changes. And um, I thought that he was going to be my husband. Now, that being said, 
I knew in the beginning of our relationship, I knew in the beginning of our relationship that he struggled with boundaries. I knew it. Okay. I knew in the beginning of our relationship that he didn't really know who he was all the way. I knew, like I knew I could see, you could, you could see it from a mile away. I knew that he would seek outward validation. I, there, I was, there's a lot. He, I knew that he was a people pleaser. These are all things he says, by the way, this is not just me. Like you, like if he ever watches this, he has said these things out loud on platforms, right? I knew all of these things. Things. And that being said, I also was in a space where I was like, well, I'm very strong and I could build with you. We could create it. And I've realized some things about myself through that relationship. Number one, that inside of, of me trying to, um, ignore all of the red flags. And I had a whole conversation with my therapist. I, I believe in therapy, I believe yeah. in mentors, I believe yes. in all of it. And I had a whole, like, I literally was like, how did I ignore all of these red flags? And I'll tell you the answer in a minute of what my therapist said. And it was so freeing, but I, I, all of the red flags, I gave him so many excuses, so many times where he wasn't showing up the way that I would desire a partner or really probably most women would desire a partner to show up. Right. Okay. There were blatant times where he disrespected me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, he's not, it's not from a malicious intent. He just doesn't know any better. No one's ever held him accountable. He's never been with a woman like me before. All of these different things. I gave him all of these excuses as to why he couldn't show up as a man that knows who he is, as a man that can take accountability, as a man that is responsible for his actions. Like we all know, I put it out there, um, you know, in, inside of that relationship that he cheated, but him cheating is not why we broke up. Him cheating was a representation of the fact you don't have boundaries. It was a representation of the fact that you are still seeking outward validation. It was a representation of the fact that at the end of the day, you are not really inside of your, your truest self yet. That has nothing to do with me. Sometimes I feel like when you experience as a woman, your partner cheating, I feel like sometimes we take on this, like, what did I do wrong? How could I have done this better? Mm -hmm. Why didn't I show up away? Because the, the truth is, I tried to work it out after the relation, after I found out that he cheated on me. I tried. I was like, you know what? I can get through it. There are certain things that like, you know, and, and I was reading books and I was trying to like, you know, healing from infidelity. I was doing all yeah. these things. He emotionally frayed. Like when I tell you, like, like I have two cease and desists right now. I'm on my podcast literally right now. What does that mean? It means, it means. I know what it means, but what does that mean to you? It what, means it, what, he what sent me okay. two cease and desists from some unreal lawyer. You can't even, he's not even like has a picture on the internet from two. This is, these are the things that he does one week in one week. You're trying to get back together with me the next week. I'm getting sent to cease and desists. So it's literally like the emotional manipulation, the emotional abuse, the narcissistic traits, the things that the gaslighting inside of that relationship, I'm not okay with. And the funny part is when I go back to why I chose him, why I was like, let's try something different because the men that I date in, in, in normalcy is a man that knows who he is, a man that's very certain, a man that, uh, you know, I, I, I fall right into my feminine. I feel safe inside of my feminine because I don't have to guess with you. I don't have to feel like, you know, what is like, is this real? Is what you're saying the truth? Is what you're, I don't have to do any of that. And not because of how much they love me, but because of how much they respect themselves. 
Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like someone that doesn't have boundaries can't protect themselves, let alone you. And so that was the thing. It was like, I can grow through it. I can grow through it. Man, we weren't even together that long. It felt like five years of freaking mm -hmm. trauma, you wow. know? So I, he's not a bad person at all, at all. I'm not saying he's a bad person. He is not for me, um, equipped for the kind of relationship that I desire to have. And he could probably say the same thing about me, you know, at sure. the end of the day. And I, and I also feel like one of the things for any of my women that are at home, because I am a wife, I'm just not married yet. I'm very clear on that. I've been engaged twice, third time's a charm. Um, dear future husband, you know, just, All right. um, but I say that to say that when I asked my therapist, because I was, there's so many things, like I, I almost felt shameful in acknowledging going back, unpeeling all the layers of how many blatant times he disrespected me. And I, I, I ignored it. Or I was like, he just doesn't know any better. He doesn't have accountability, all of this BS. And everybody would say that he's never had any accountability. Yeah. But let me, let me kind of be the, an advocate. Wait, bit. before okay, you do, I have okay, to tell you okay, this. Okay, yeah, okay, so with the, with the, the therapist. therapist yeah. Yes. Cause this is important okay. for my women that are, 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 acting like a wife when you're still a girlfriend, mm -hmm. right? Despite the things I've been told, he asked my dad for permission to marry me in a month and a half. Okay. Ask my So obviously I'm on, if with the men I'm usually with that mean what they say and say what they mean, mm -hmm. oh, okay, we're getting married, right? So I'm switching into this girl. And so my therapist said, when you are um, a wife, a wife is a builder. A builder will go to a gap in the, in a foundation, look at the gap and say, oh, I need to get some bricks and some cement. Let's lay this up. Let's fill this hole. Let's fill go. it up. Yeah. A, a wife builds. A girlfriend is an inspector. That's what I, I wasn't until now after in hindsight, mm. an inspector goes to that same gap in the floor and says, you know what? We don't have the same type of material. And actually the material that we do have can't hold for the same amount of weight that the rest of it can. So the higher we build, it's bound to fall. That is an inspector. And so in regards to a girlfriend and a wife, he said, Sarah, you did not ignore red flags. You went into this relationship as a wife. You went into this relationship ready to build over red flags. You didn't ignore them. You built over them. And so that for me was really freeing because I know that I have capacity. And my delusion was that I was acting like a wife when I am still a girlfriend, you know? And so there are different things in different ways to approach things. Again, disclaimer, no one is a bad person. Right. No one is a bad person. No one is a bad person. We are just not aligned and I put up with way more than I ever should have. And um, I think it's because I'm on a timeline, to be honest, honest, my dad's not doing well. And I really want my dad to walk me down the aisle. Mm. And sometimes when you make rushed decisions, they're bad decisions. Mm -hmm. And that was a decision that wasn't in alignment with my highest calling, with my best good, um, because I, I, I thought it was on a timeline. But now... I got all the time in the world, <laughs> as long as it's right. You know, right. I would rather yeah. be single and happy than in a relationship and secretly miserable, you right. know? And I think that's a really good um, point that you made because, you know, we've been married for 19 years. Sheesh. And one of the things, hey, Sue and I, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that you mentioned that I think is really critical is that mindset of wife versus girlfriend. Yeah. Because just like you said, as a wife, you're your mentality is this is my forever. This is my future. Yeah. So whatever gaps I'm seeing, 
we have to build on this. Yeah. We have to shift it from where it is yep. to where it's meant to be. Yes. And because I'm here, I am called to this person. Yes. And so it's this thing. And, and a lot of people just, I just, I don't think I've ever heard that this conversation is so necessary. Like, yes. and a lot of women, we just switch on. It's almost like when you have kids and you say this all the time, babe, you just turned on. When did, are you, do you realize you're a mom? No. I got a 16 year old and I still don't realize I'm a mom. Right, like, right. I'm looking like, this is my kid. I had, <laughs> like I had kids, you know, yes. but you switch. Yeah. You just, it just turns on, yeah. especially when you're in that place and that mentality of doing right and being that woman that you are born and meant to be. Yes. It's an easy switch. Yes. And I think a lot of times men don't understand that, you know, you guys just get to be men. Right. You're always a provider. You're yes. always a protect. Like you guys' role is your role. But for us, it takes a lot of mental shifting to let go of our last name, to not only take care of ourselves, but put you guys first, put the kids first, build the home that, you know, and still carry ourselves like, this is a walk in the park. Yeah. Like it's, it's a lot of constantly reaffirming yourself and taking on a role that sometimes you're really not prepared for, Yeah, but you're committed to do it well. Yes. With excellence, yes. like to give God glory. Yes. You know what I mean? And especially in our society, just from what I've heard with the dating pool, it's just not a lot of men that you can really go in and just, Flip build that it. switch and yeah. build. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. Yeah. Okay, but let me ask you a question though, because <laughs> I mean I, I can I can understand, you know, the mm -hmm. female, you know, yes. that's you know, that I'm a guy, mm -hmm. right? So sure. I've I'm you know, some things that sometimes men don't quite understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Let me try to be what they call the devil advocate or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so like one of the things you were saying was boundaries, 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 right? Mm -hmm. So Maybe some men are watching now and we just quite don't know what are some of those boundaries that it doesn't have to be personal to you. Right, right. But it could also be helpful to a man out there yeah. that might not know what our boundaries are. That even after 19, there are some things my wife she teaches us, you know, you don't do that. You shouldn't say that. You shouldn't do that, you know, because sometimes as men, we're just a little bit too carefree sometimes, mm -hmm. right? What are some of those boundaries that you feel like maybe for you personally, if you can say it that way, or just in general sense that maybe a man should be watchful so somebody can learn something from that yeah I think that um for men it's not even for men for men and for women really yeah. boundaries are essential for a happy life yeah and I can't tell anyone what their boundaries are. You have to know for yourself, right? So depending on what you do, who you are, what you're most excited about, for me, some of the things that I have that are boundaries inside of my life is, and I've said this on my podcast, there's no amount of clout, there's no amount of fame, there's no amount of money that can get me to do anything that's out of alignment with what I don't want to do. Okay. There's nothing, right? And 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 that's the thing because a lot of the times, like I only attract successful men. Like, let's be clear. Everybody's like, Oh, he's so successful. My ex, one of my ex is a billionaire. You know what I mean? Like I'm not new to a what? A with, a, with, with a, a B, B, with a B. A I'm, not, I'm not new to this. Okay. Right. So for me, people are like, Oh, well he's successful. Okay. That's, that's, he is very successful. However, I, I attract a certain type of man. And so I say that to say boundaries could be 
if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. It's integrity with self. Okay. That's what a boundary is. Because what happens is when we are outside of integrity, this is who we know that we are, but this is who we're pretending to be. Everything in the middle is our suffering. Mm-hmm. Everything. Because it's like, if you say, um, you know what? Yes, I'll do that job. And your your pay rate is usually 20000 but you're doing it for 1000 You really don't feel good about it. Nothing like you, you're betraying yourself. So anywhere where you betray yourself, you need to create a boundary in that area mm-hmm. of no, the price is the price. And if you can't pay this price, it is what it is. It's the same thing inside of relationships. And it's so funny because, you know, cheating is pretty universal. Happens in good relationships, bad relationships, toxic, healthy. Like it happens all the time. Like it not and I'm not condoning cheating by any stretch of the imagination. However, for me, I feel like I'm open to, and that's the thing, like honesty for me, that's a boundary because I'm open to having conversations about being open. You know what I mean? Like we can talk, I don't know what five years, 10 years, 19 years of marriage looks like. I don't have a Mm. clue. And to be honest, I may not like you like that in 19 years. I may have a season where I want something different (laughs) and you might too. And we are going to be in the same house on two opposite sides of the house. However, divorce is not an option. You know what I mean? Like right, you, you right. go get your little itch scratched and then come back here and we're going to love each other and we're going to raise this family, whatever it's going to be. I don't know because I can't speak from an experience that I've never had. Mm-hmm. But what I do know is a boundary for me is when you have, when you are emotionally dysregulated, when you are emotionally abusive, when you are uh, gaslighting or being narcissistic or any of those things, that is a boundary for me. My answer is No. And it took a lot. And and it's funny. I don't know. Are you guys familiar with the Gottman theory inside of relationships? No, I'm not. Oh, godly. It's great. So for anyone at home, if you are in a relationship, um, there's a thing called the Gottman theory. And the Gottman theory is where if you have one, definitely if you have four, all four of the four horsemen, they're called uh, your relationship is 92 percent um, bound to end you will absolutely break up. Mm. And so they are stonewalling. They are criticism. They are uh, defensiveness and it is contempt, right? So stonewalling is when you shut down, when it's right. like, I'm not hearing anything that you're saying. Um, all silent of those treatment. Yeah. Silent Walk treatment. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm through. I'm over it. Uh, defensiveness. You can't even hear anything. Mm. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's literally like, no, you did that. Right. Which often goes hand in hand with criticism, right? You're this, you're that. Well, if it'd be like, if I shared with you, you know, I really don't appreciate the way, um, that my mic was moved because I, I really want my face to be seen in the camera. You'd be like, well, if, if you're here in my studio and if you want to do this and like, it's, it's literally like this, this like attack, like a criticism is an attack. And yeah. Contempt is when you put yourself above your partner. Mm-hmm. And so what's crazy for me is, you know, really, I was trying to learn about myself. Like who I've never, I've like, I don't yell. I'm not a, like, I really believe in healthy communication. Mm-hmm. And, um, what's wild to me is I was watching and learning about the Gottman theory and I became in that relationship, a stonewaller. And what's wild to me is you don't even become, it even said you don't start stonewalling until you're at least two years in to a toxic relationship where they can't be received. So I'm shutting down on super speed. Cause I've only been with this person for months. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Versus, like, yeah, years. Yeah. I haven't even been in this for years and I literally am shutting down this effective communicator, this Sarah that travels all over the world, teaching people all these things. And I literally feel like I have no words left to give to you. I literally feel like the only way to win in anything is to just shut down. That is tragedy. 
you know, and I feel like inside of relationships, we have to be able to feel safe to express ourselves. We have to be able to feel safe to say what we, what we feel without being attacked, without being, um, you know, thrown stones being thrown without feeling like you're up here or, or whatever it may be. And so, um, you know, all relationships, I feel like these conversations are not had enough and, um, I'm grateful for that experience. I learned a lot about emotional regulation. I learned a lot about um, myself and I learned a lot about the fact that there are so many people that that are in situations that they're in because it's comfortable, not because it's wanted, not because it's 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 desired, but because this is where we're at now. And I will not have that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just I. I will not have that relationship. Yeah, he cheated, all those things. Great. No, that was a representation of who you are and your lack of self-control, your lack of self-discipline, and that you lied because he cheated on me more than once, you know? So it's like I found out all at one time. Yeah, let me ask you, because when you're talking about you, you kind of got a little bit emotional. Do you still do you still love him? He doesn't have emotional regulation. Bless his heart. He's great in business. What does uh, emotional regulation mean? Let's make sure we... Can you regulate your feelings? Right. Can you can you not lash out? I, oh, how, okay, look, I see this what is an example. Saying. How uh-huh. did you? How literally on a Sunday, uh-huh. trying on my phone, trying to get back together. Uh-huh. The next week, when I said the door is closed, right? Uh-huh. All of this stuff happened. All of the things. No, the door is closed. My answer is no. I get a cease and desist in the mail. Uh-huh. For you to stop talking about him. I don't or? talk about him. Okay. All I ever talk about is, is my experience. Now I'm talking about him because you asked me, Yeah. but I mean, really and truly I'm sharing my experience and nothing that I've shared is untrue, you know? So it's like what I'm very clear on is, and the only reason why I even feel comfortable using terms like emotional abuser, like manipulator, like narcissist, not to say that he is those things, but mm-hmm. he certainly uses those tactics, okay. right? The only reason why is because I've been in therapy and inside of therapy, my, my therapist you can learn. diagnose things, right? Yeah. So inside of that, when anyone, anyone, okay, not that person that they're talking about, but when anyone, um, displays those actions or if anyone has narcissistic traits or narcissistic personality disorder, Mm -hmm. which is way worse because what you actually believe when you have narcissistic personality disorder is you think what's happening is real. Mm -hmm. Like you actually feel like the level of crazy that, that, you know, and it's a personality disorder. Right. So, um, I feel as though inside of the months, cause it's been months now, y'all like ship has sailed. It's been a good time. Good old time. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's been months. So, like almost as long as we were even together, like it's all good. It's, there's no, I have no malice in my heart. I really, I really wish him well. And I hope that he's happy and I hope that he does the inner work, but back to the point with anyone, right? If someone has narcissistic traits, it's more about winning than anything. So if you can't have me and there's multiple times where he's coming back, where he's coming back, and this is for any woman at home, if he keeps coming back and he keeps telling you, oh, I want to get back together. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're amazing. It is a manipulation tactic. If his actions have not shown you a difference, and this is for men too. If her actions have not shown you a difference inside of the way that they show up in your life, they're just, it's, it's a pulse check. It's a temperature check. They want to see where you are. And I feel as though, um, 
you know, at the end of the day, no matter who you decide to date, I think it's important for people to lead with action and not their words. And that's one thing that took me a a while um, to identify that like, oh, this is a a lot of lip service happening here. Mm -hmm. Where are the actions? Who like there's so there's just so much. And, And to be clear, no one is a bad person. There's no one is a bad person. If I see him, I'm not going to cross the street. It's all good. Wish you well. So just some rapid questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you shared your heart, which is good. Thank you for doing that. I know that was not easy to do. So, but also to, uh, are you good now? Are you, are you still, you know, of course it was a hurtful situation. How are you right now? Mm-hmm. How's your the state of your emotional health? How, how are you? I feel amazing. You feel better. You're good. I feel. Have you healed? Oh, yeah. I started healing before I exited, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I I feel like most women start healing before they exit. Mm -hmm. I I feel like Mm -hmm. men leave when they've when they're fed up. Women are like, I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to tell you, Mm -hmm. I'm trying. And then it's like, I'm out like you like it it, it seems abrupt (laughs) to the men. But women, it's like, no, it's there's I've been working on this. Yeah. Calculation. Mm -hmm. Yep. All of the things things I have been because I've been saying I'm exhausted. I am so tired. Why am I taking naps in the middle of the day? I'm trauma literal mm-hmm. trauma but that being said yes yeah. i feel great i'm dating you know i'm oh okay yeah. now yes. okay i'm i'm i feel great and and that's the thing too but don't you think it's too fast to be dating though after this you know experience you just described no you I think don't. you're fully ready mentally emotionally spiritually Yes. Okay. Without a shadow of a doubt. Okay. Would you like to know why? 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 Go ahead. Why? We were only together months. Okay. He did. A, he did a lot in the little months. We both. We both. You know. We just aren't equally yoked. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mount Everest versus walk in the park. Right. Mm-hmm. We're very different. Mm-hmm. Um, no one is better. Everyone is great. Okay. Everyone's a great person. <laughs> um, like and really and truly, I really don't even talk about him to anyone anymore because why? You know. Okay. Um, but I feel as though I do desire to be married. I do desire to be a mother. And I I feel as though, you know what? I gave my all to a man that was not prepared for it. But there are so many men that are absolutely prepared and ready for it. And I think that when I, when I, when I, or if I already do have that person, then it's like, okay, then that'll be, that'll be next steps. But the only way to know is to get out there and try, mm-hmm. right? I feel like we live in a society that makes women feel like we're supposed to be down and out and all of these different things. No, I've, and I'm not going to lie. I took, I took time before I started dating. Okay. I got, you know, I was in my yeah. journal. I was meditating, praying, asking God, really reflecting on self. I think mm-hmm. that was like the biggest thing I'm in therapy. I've been in therapy, you know, okay. all of these different things. And so mm-hmm. I feel like I, I am so grateful for that experience because it taught me a lesson I've never had before. Wow. It taught me a different kind of grief mm-hmm. because there's a grieving that happens when you think your life is going to go one way mm-hmm. and then it doesn't. Yeah. That's really what grief is. Even when you lose someone, it's because yeah. you thought life was going to go one way and then it doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know what? This one, two or three things I'm grateful to him for. Maybe, oh, this is what it did for me or I added value inspired. to me or inspired okay. or whatever for you personally yeah. that you could also take as a asset to the next relationship, you know? An asset to the next. He taught me lessons. Okay. He taught me so many lessons. He taught me, he taught me so many beautiful lessons. He's a great provider. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, he is goofy. 
<laughs> okay. He likes to have a good time. Okay. Um, yeah, he's a good guy. He's just a good guy. He's a good guy. And I, I really, I, in my, in my heart of hearts, cause I don't want it to seem like I can't even think of something that's good. He's mm-hmm. just so far removed on my mind I that see. it's like, I, yeah. I don't even, yeah. I don't even like, I, I, I don't know. Well, I feel like, uh, one thing just towards your questions, I always tell my clients when you come from a different relationship or even your past relationships, even if you've been married for forever or whatever, Mm -hmm. those other relationships do give you the gift of being able to identify certain things within yourself. Yes. Expectations. Yes. You know, all that good stuff. So being able to, you know, just say that is commendable on your part Mm -hmm. and and exactly what a lot of us have to know, even in entrepreneurship, just because you had something in the past, it's not the end. Mm-mm. It's just a part of the story. Yes. And however you view it and whatever you do with it is all up to you. Yeah. And it can really end up being something really great. Yeah. I wanted us to talk about just a little bit, the self love aspects Uh of you, of your brand and like what that really means to, you know, those who connect with you. Yeah. Cause you're going to be sharing how to connect with you in your upcoming event as well. Yes. Let's highlight that a little bit. I would love that. So self love for me is the key to happiness. Mm -hmm. It's, it's understanding that worthiness is our birthright, right? And there's a staggering statistic out there that 67% of people don't think that anyone would mind if they died. Mm. If they died. Wow. So that's almost seven out of 10 people, which means that people are questioning whether they're necessary. They're questioning their purpose. They're questioning why they're here. They're questioning what's it all for. And when you partner that with the fact that two out of three people have low Mm self-esteem, that means they question if they're capable. They question if it's possible for them. They question if they're smart enough, if they're good enough, all of these different things. And so the issue, and that's why I'm always talking about, you know, people are talking about get to the bag, get to the bag, get to the bag. Okay. Yeah. Get to the bag, but get to you, get to God, yeah. you know, get to the things that matter the most because I know what it's like to uh, be the person that's all about perception where it looks good, but it doesn't feel good. Mm. You know, I know what it's like to portray a life where people would say things like black love, power couple, black excellence, but in reality, it's traumatic, Mm. you know? And so, and I'm not even just, I'm I'm talking about, there was my second time that I was engaged, right? That was, Mm. we were every hashtag and you, 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 like oftentimes people compare themselves to others. Like, Oh, I wish that I had this. I wish that I had that. Well, you don't actually know what that looks like, right? Y'all might see the cars and the jewelry and the jets and the shoes and the bags and the, this and the, that. But do you know that the cost that that person is actually paying? Mm -hmm. Because if it's weighing on your piece, it's way too expensive. And so I would say that when you know who you are and you understand really and truly on a soul level, on a heart level, you stop letting certain stuff slide. You know, I'm grateful that, you know, as I get older, um, it's easier for me to say, no, this is not for me. It's easier for me to walk away from what doesn't make sense. Even the, the billionaire that I was with, I walked away from him and everybody probably thought that I was crazy because they're only thinking about money. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about peace. I need both. Right. And he's a great guy, too. Um, oh, my gosh. He taught me so many things. That man taught me so many things. So I'm in, in the most beautiful ways, too, you know. And so I'm grateful. I'm, I'm I really want people to understand that achievement is what you do. It's not who you are. 
and fulfillment and remembering who we are and whose we are and unlearning all of the things that society has put onto us, that is the goal. And I also want you to know that when you become that person, it's very confronting for other people. Absolutely. Very confronting. Absolutely. I, you either love me or you hate me. I know somebody could probably say, oh, Sarah's uh, super masculine. Some people could probably be like, oh, she's controlling. Yeah. If I don't trust the moves that you're making, absolutely I am. You know what I mean? Because I've gotten good results. So, you know, depending on how you, how you meet me in the marketplace, right. how you meet me at a speaking event, how you meet me in inside of my life, there are certain things that sure you could say about me, or you could say, dang, like I really see myself in her which is what I get a lot more of, wow. right? So um, don't let the opinions or the judgments or the biases of others stop you from becoming who it is that you want to be. I am becoming the kind of person who, and when you focus on that who point, when you focus on, 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 on that fulfillment point, on that peace point, everything else becomes easy. You know, wow, Dr. Sarah, this is amazing. We got to bring you back because we feel like we're just crashing the maybe closer to your event. Yeah, when you have the yeah. date, the time, and everything, we'd love for you to come back and talk about events and give people opportunity to come. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the things that are just amazing about you, though, I'm sure you already know you, you light up the room, you, you light up wherever you go, and Thank you me. just have this, you know, aura about you mm -hmm. that's so welcoming and help people feel good about themselves. So that's that's really good and I you know pray continue to do so I want do my best <laughs> I'm trying and we send the prayers to your dad yes, and also dad, to, I love you to, so your, much. to your mom we were honored to meet him uh yes. recently you know when you got it's some people so are not awesome. doing my thing Dr. Sarah just a pretty face she also got brains so she got PhD <laughs> so you don't sleep on her okay you know that's good I gotta ask I don't know why this question just come in my mind I'm trying not to ask you I think I just ask you friend are you in love now with this are you in love with who I'm dating? Yeah, with the new person. I'm being dating. an inspector now. So <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, like I'm that's taking my time now. Yeah, I, I, I got, I, you got to show me. And, and yes. this is Hunger Games out here. You know what I mean? Like, may the odds be ever in your favor. Have to be like, but why does it have to be like that, though? Love should it's, be beautiful. Love is beautiful. Flowing. It is easy and it is fun. So this dating scene these days is so complicated it's, nowadays. No, different it's, but it's not, it's not. I it's feel not like for me, mm -hmm. Like apply the pressure and I'm getting pressure, which I love, okay. which makes me feel like, okay, yeah, let's, we could dance. You know what I mean? Let's tango. Baby. So are you in love now? Are you currently in love? No, I wouldn't say I'm in love. Okay. I or you're in a loving relationship. I'm not in a relationship. I'm dating. Oh, you did. Oh, there's, there's a, a difference. difference. You can tell the people that have been married. Okay, all right. We got to come back. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely not in okay. a relationship. Okay, but you are dating. Yeah. But dating a special person. Okay, all right. No, that's all we're going to we get learn. from her. Yes, honey. Yeah, that's what we're going to get from her. So, Dr. Sarah, thank you for coming. <laughs> This has been an amazing conversation. I mean, you spoke a lot about self-love, about business, about your story, mm -hmm. about how to go from nothing to becoming something. Mm -hmm. And also to show, you shared about your 
relationship. Can I also just say yes. for healing, because I never just want to open something up for no reason, right? I don't just want to air people out and just for nothing. But I do want to say that the healing aspect of things, what really helped me inside of the healing aspect of things, like don't feel bad to cry if you need to cry, mm -hmm. you know, yes. don't feel bad to take a nap if you need to take a nap. Mm -hmm. Literally breath work. I don't know if you guys are familiar with like breath work. Mm -hmm. Breath work literally will pull you into peak state. How does that work? Like depending on what it is, like if okay. you need to calm yourself down, it could be like. Can you give us an example? Uh, yeah. So yeah. Let's, even maybe, if you're can we all do it sleep, now? right? Because I'd be a little stressed. Okay. So come let's say let's, on, let's say that you're gonna let's say that <laughs> you're gonna let's say that you're gonna this my jam. So okay. I ain't gonna let's say that. Sarah gonna help. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the, like let's say the four six six, right? Let's say mm -hmm. that you just wanna you wanna you wanna zen out. You wanna like calm down. You wanna slow down your heart rate so you can relax better. Mm -hmm. Four six six means you breathe in for four. You hold it for six. You release it for six, and then you do the same thing. So we're gonna breathe in on on four one. Hold on. So you hold it? No, breathe, breathe in, in for four. As deep as you possibly can. Breathe in through your nose. Okay. And then you uh, you hold. And then you release through your mouth. And you want to do like a shh sound. Okay. Move the mic. All yeah. Right, let's try it. <laughs> no, move okay. the mic. No, no, no you're going to want to move the mic. Okay. okay. They're going to be loud. Gonna be loud. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be like, wow, the sound. Okay. So breathing in for four. Go. Two. Three. Four. Hold. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six, release. Two, three, four, five, six. Breathing in. Now, this is the thing. When you breathe in, relax your shoulders. Remove your tongue from the top. Oh, relax your shoulders. Remove your tongue from the top of your mouth, you know? Because if you're just doing this, you're, you're still having tension, right? So keep your shoulders down. Stay relaxed in your body. Breathing in for four, holding for six, releasing for six. So you have to, like, even your release has to be slower. So instead of it being like, it's like, Envision so, your lungs collapsing mm -hmm. as you release. Yes. So breath work, when you control your breath, okay. you control everything. Mm. Nothing, because anxiety comes when your breath takes over, yeah. right? Mm. Depression comes when your breath takes over. Mm. You start yes. taking shallow, short breaths. Mm -hmm. You start, ever seen someone have a panic attack and they're like, <laughs> and then they freak out? Yep. It's they're breathing, right? You have, and the first thing they say, they say, breathe, breathe, breathe. There's so much power in your breath. So you want to try one more time? Yes, let's try. Okay, ready? Breathing in. Move that mic. Two, three, four. Hold. One, two, three, four, five, six. Release. Two, three, four, five, six. And then you breathe in again. Ooh, you almost put me to sleep. Yes. Jesus. Oh. Yes. So Ooh. and I was doing tens the first time. I was just Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you gotta stay nice and relaxed. And um And oxygen is so powerful. Yes, oxygen. the most powerful. Right. Because I was oxygen. talking to uh Dr. Faith the other day, you know. Uh, you know, the reason why people decay and smell when they die is they stop breathing. Mm -hmm. When the oxygen goes out of the lung, then the body starts decaying. Mm -hmm. But if the oxygen is in the... Someone can lay down for a week in a room, and as long as they're breathing, their body's not going to decay. Their mm -hmm. body's not going to get smell. But the moment the breath is gone, no oxygen is no longer coming to the body, in three days, they start decaying and, mm. and, and getting rotten, you know. Yeah. So the importance of, like, breathing in and taking in oxygen and, you know, I think it's really powerful. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think so too. And I, I think that it's important for people to remember, like, 
have power over your proximity, mm-hmm. you know, have power over yourself. That's the only thing we can control. Even with yeah. my dad, right. I've shifted into power. I cannot control whether or not this is going to go good or bad. You know, I cannot, and I have no idea. Um, but what I can control is my prayer. What I can control is my belief. What I can control is my frequency that I'm on. What I can control is the way that I love on him in this time. Those are the things that I can control. And when you, when you let your body do whatever it's going to do, same thing with society. When society, when you just let society tell you who you're going to be, it's usually not much. Your breathing is the same. Negativity is natural. You have to be positive on purpose, right? So, just little things to heal. Journaling is amazing. Um, Write the music that really stirs your soul up. Like I was shouting in the house, you know, all the things, smiling, dancing. Like, like I'm intentional about my healing. You know, that's why when you say is it too soon, I'm like, no. What are we talking about? We talking about. But all of those different things, like really pour into yourself. Yeah. Awesome. Please tell people how they can find you, connect with you, follow you. Yes. I'm Ms. Sarah Fontenot on all platforms. uh, M-S-S-A-R-A-H-F-O-N-T-E-N-O-T. You can also follow my podcast called It's Non-Negotiable. It's Non-Negotiable Pod on uh, Instagram and It's Non-Negotiable on TikTok and It's Non-Negotiable on YouTube. Um, And we're killing it right now, which is really exciting. Um, and yeah, if you want to check out, I do have an ultimate self-love guide. If you guys are like, I really need to get better with my self-acceptance, self-respect, uh, self-discipline, self-love, self-worthiness, um, then go ahead and click the link in my bio. Uh, and it is, uh, there's all the things there's like digital journals, there's workout plans, there's all of the things. So you can click the link in my bio. If you really want to start with the self-love journey through me. All right. Thank you, the Nourish Nation. This was another explosive, explosive, explosive podcast. I look forward to seeing you the next one. Thank you so much, Dr. Sarah. Of course. Thank you for I'm having me. I'm pouring so much in today. Sheesh. Oh, bye to Ask all the questions. Guys, you might need to rewatch this video again because it was full, jam-packed full of gems. But ultimately, loving on yourself is the best investment you can ever make. Yes. You're worth it. Do it and you'll see everything else on the outside flourish. Yes. Thank you, everybody. See you in the next episode. Ciao. Bye for now. Bye.